0: to Dead Headspace. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other major platforms. I'm your host, Patrick R. McDonough, joined by my co-host, Brennan LaFaro. Hey, everybody. And today's guest, Henrik Nielsen. Hi, everybody. Now, Henrik, uh, you are the first sculptor. Is that is that the probably the best title that uh, we can refer yeah, to? Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I'd say sculptor, um, crafting dude.
0: What got you into horror?
1: Oh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that came very early on, I think. Uh, we don't have that tradition of horror movies in Sweden, as you said say over there. I think it well, was my dad, who was a mean mother when it came to uh, telling ghost stories and stuff like that. And Then in my early teens, I started to discover uh, VHS with all the video and uh, horror movies that way. And um, mm-hmm. started collecting. But back then we had a very strict censorship in Sweden, so we had to had this underground movement uh, yeah. with uh, copying movies and, sh- and stuff like that. And so it was a it was, uh, it was a cool time, um, though we hated it at the time. But uh, that was pretty much the way into it. Oh. And uh, a couple of things like I got um, Tom Savini's Grand Illusions that mm-hmm. uh, book he wrote one of the first ones mm-hmm. I got that one um, I think it was in 83 or 84 and that one was a major game changer for me because uh, that was so much cool stuff with all the behind the scenes and creating horror not just the horror but what was happening behind it and that I think was so cool absolutely
0: some of those that's very cool Tom Savini actually um, when I first started really liking horror film, it was films that got me not books uh, well, mm. I don't know if Goosebumps was big over there, but for a kid that grew up in the 90s, that's what my first interest for horror and books was, but it was Tom Savini that made me fall in love with horror. Um, I agree with that, yeah. There was a time when I was like, I want to do what he does, but it just never clicked with me. Unlike me, <laughs> um, it clicked with you big time. Is he your biggest influence, would you say? Nah, I don't know, because... Tom
1: Savini is mostly known for the splatter effects, you know. He's not mm-hmm. that much. I know he 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 rather creates monsters than blood. I heard in same interviews, and uh, I think that's pretty cool because now nah, I say my biggest influences would be Dick Smith, H.R. Uh, Giego, guys like Salvador Dali, go to artists, Stan Winston, of course, uh, many of those horror guys. And uh, Rick Baker is a huge, huge influence on me, and uh, I follow him vividly and watch whatever he does, and I like it very much. Though he has retired now, he's still very active, I think. And, of course, my biggest one is Rob Bottin, I think, for um, the effects for The Thing. Uh, Man, it doesn't matter how many times I watch that movie, it blows me away each time, and no one has topped it ever again and uh, uh, that is such a lively art going on there crazy crazy stuff uh, also screaming mad George to mention a few of those uh, effects guys that influenced me
0: sure uh, Rick, Rick Baker's like the grand master when it comes to oh, practical effects. Oh my God. Yeah. Star yeah. Wars, uh, an American werewolf in London, the Holland. Um, there is such a long list. Gremlins two was a absolutely. big, uh, favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I love those. Yeah, absolutely. It, and, all those, a, and Dick Smith, of course, I, I think I mentioned him, but Dick Smith, because he, he's like the godfather of it all. Hmm. Of course, there are people way back, go longer back, but but what he did was so did so much for the guys starting up in the 80s, I think. And from what i understand, he was also a very generous guy. He would share his stuff and uh, help people out. And he seemed like a real righteous guy, I think. Hmm. And did some of my favorite, like a story, exorcist, little big man, and he was he was a genius, knew, absolutely.
0: They're classics. Uh, Brennan, why why don't you take over so I uh, stop hogging in the air? (laughs) No, no
2: worries, man. Um, So I I actually have uh, some follow-ups on the art stuff, but real quick before we get too far away from it, uh, when you were talking about movies coming over to Sweden, you said that, you know, with the censorship, sometimes you had to kind of pirate the VHSs. Uh, The movies that that came over, did they, uh, let's say the movies that would be, you know, censored, would they? Yeah. Would a censored version come to Sweden, or would it just not come at yeah. all?
1: Some were totally banned. You couldn't mm-hmm. see them. And some were cut to hell, like Evil Dead they cut out 14 minutes out of that movie, and that's not what? a long movie. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you couldn't understand it. Uh, I've said that before to people. It felt like an art movie, because people just disappeared. And then, what? The, <laughs> where, where did he go? What happened there? It was... You know, I think there was a running time of one hour and 10 minutes or something like that. And it was, it was crazy. And this lasted up until uh, Martin Scorsese's um, casino. That was the last movie they uh, cut in this, um, in this country with with a vice scene with the guy getting his eye popped out. Um, And uh, Scorsese first uh, decided he wouldn't, he didn't want to release it to cut in Sweden so he was thinking of not having a shown in Sweden, but he changed his mind and he put a special written apology in front of the movie for the Swedish audience that he thought this was crap and this shouldn't be happening in a democracy and blah, blah, blah. And that was pretty much the, the last nail in the coffin. And um, censorship was pretty much abandoned. Of course, also with, uh, with the internet uh, coming and um, with DVDs and you can... Um, import movies without any problems and uh, the, it died it's a well-deserved death <laughs> so um but at the same time it, it made you really you you got creative you wanted these movies you you made new friends you started fan scenes we even had a an underground movie club that we had in a local movie theater once a week we that people in and they pay the tickets and we locked the doors and then we showed trauma movies and uh, all other scary movies all night and even had a bootleg bar in the back but um, that and that was really cool all of that disappeared when when you can just uh, download any movie off the internet uh, that scene died right on the spot that was a bit of a shame because you got creative you did definitely met even crazier people so I can miss those times a little because it was very much a do-it-yourself attitude. Sort of uh, la resistance. We're fighting against those <laughs>
2: fucking yeah, censorship uh, have, dudes, you know. Yeah. I'd have to check in with Patrick, but I think that's uh, that's definitely up there with one of my favorite answers as far as what got you into horror. You know, the country you live in wouldn't give you, you know, like, a an, uh, an unabridged view of it so you uh took the punk rock route and you did it yourself i, love I gotta that. say that's absolutely. my absolutely yeah
0: we've yep. we've had we've had 20 you're a 21st guest uh mm. that's my favorite answer so far that's so Thank cool. you, very much. <laughs> you <laughs> can make a cool story based <laughs> off of that give it a punk yeah, rock well. or heavy metal soundtrack and i'd watch the <laughs> shit out of that <laughs>
1: Well, well what, what, it was a really funny time. So, and, I, and I was uh, I, 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 from the punk scene, uh, originally from the 80s. And that was the same thing there. Like, uh, you, we didn't have much. There was no Hot Topic around here. It's buying the cool T-shirts. That, so so what the hell? Get some colors of the white T-shirts. We'll make our own T-shirts. That kind of creative attitude. So fuck this. We'll make it ourselves. You can do whatever you want. We're we doing this. If there are no good shows, we do a good show. If there aren't any good, cool clubs, cool. We start a cool club. If, there, if we can't watch any uncut movies, screw it. We, we, we start a little secret club in the corner here. and We, we show the movies we have. and we, we were breaking records at that movie club. We were pulling in more guests than the regular cinema was doing during the week. They were like this artsy little independent uh, place that I'd like. Four or five guests a night, and we packed the place with freaks and had such fun time. So it was good. It was really good. So I can miss those days, but of course, it was it was fun. It was
0: fun. Now there's one band, um, and I had to double check on Google that is a uh, a punk rock band. I didn't know they were from Sweden. I thought they were honestly uh, American. It's weird yeah. how some bands that um, they're totally not from America and uh, they. <laughs> They sounded, but uh, melancholyn. Um,
1: Melancholin, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure.
0: man, they yeah. were. Uh, they were in, I believe, the one of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtracks. That's oh. where I first heard them.
1: Possibly They, they, all of them. they were. They had a pretty big. Uh, <laughs> it could have been the 90s. They, they. were. Really, I think they were having a revival now. Well, since the world was shut down for now, there's not much happening. But they were up and running again, I think. I used to work as a bouncer, and one of the wildest gigs I ever worked that was a melancholy gig that got totally out of control with the barricades the cracked open. And I, I didn't know it was up and down in the end. We were just throwing punks from left, right, so getting off the <laughs> stage and stuff like that. That was a melancholy gig. That was always fun band because they were they were a party band. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, sure, that was one of the fun
0: I just checked. It's no cigar. I love that song. Yes. Yeah, yep. I we,
1: yeah, I know. We, we know we Tony, it, yeah, I know.
2: Tony Tony Hawk too. Just FYI. Oh <laughs> yes, Tony Hawk. That that um, There were lots of
1: good bands in in those games. I think a lot of good yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, that, that was cool. I think they introduced a, a very young generation to a whole lot of cool music, and that that's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: That game, the the first three, anyways, because I lost track after the first three. Um. They had, uh, from what I remember, bands like what, Ran- I think Rancid, the Power Man 5000, mm-hmm. to rappers mm-hmm. that I'm not even going to pretend I know which rappers, but they had uh, <laughs> Red, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm pretty sure that's the first time I heard that's, them. I was like yeah. six when they, that game came, the first one wow. came out. Yeah, <laughs> not to yeah, make yeah, you feel really, old, but it introduced me yeah. to a lot of cool bands, and Melancholy that's, was one. Well. Awesome, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, because I, I was watching a uh, remember when it came, uh, a friend of mine, his son was playing and I was like, "What the hell is that?" Social Distortion on the soundtrack. <laughs> and that, that was cool. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that's awesome.
0: Did um so censorship with uh your with movies? Now I know for video games, um, there are different regions where not only do they um, basically dictate what games you can play? Mm-hmm. There's also locks on. Um, I know, for example, I think it's the original Nintendo. They're design They're physically designed differently for different regions. Like uh, there's one for Asia. I don't know where the separation is. I don't know if it's like Asia, Europe. No, but um, was there one for Sweden?
1: I haven't yeah. experienced anything like that here. Uh, we have, there's always been a, a big debate about uh, violence in the video games, violence in movies, yada yada. But uh, sure. we never had that that uh, that sort. We have a um, sort of a system like, like uh, PG and uh, rated uh, for this and that for violence and uh, stuff like that. And I think a lot of it changed when we became members of the European Union. Uh, we adapted a lot of the laws that the rest of Europe had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but video games have traveled better than the, the movies did the the thing with the movies were but it was only violence it wasn't the um, nudity of sex because uh that's like uh hey <laughs> from sweden you know so that, that was never a problem with that and um but it was always violence, and it was really funny, because I had a friend of mine who, from, uh, from the United States who came over it was the late, late 80s, I think, and we were watching um, Terminator on, on VCR. And he, he said that he was so surprised at that movie, that because when he had seen it on TV, the TV version, they had cut out Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, fuck you, asshole, <laughs> and they had cut out... Arnold Schwarzenegger naked from behind his butt. Oh, okay. But everything else was intact. And he was amazed that, wow, Arnold's ass is in this version. He thought that was amazing. I think that's pretty much how it worked there because you can show everything else, but as soon as the violence and the horror came in, they started to cut it out. But um, but as it is now, the, all that, we've got the, with all the streaming services with all the Netflix, HBO, Prime Video and everything. It has become obsolete totally. Oh,
0: absolutely. censorship.
1: Yeah. We always, we always should have been, I, I can say. It's not.
0: For sure. And I know that back in the 90s, that was a huge thing. That's why they created the, um, I forget the company, but that's why they created a rating system for video games because parents yeah. were in an uproar. Mortal, yeah, Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat was viewed Love. as a game that was bad for kids. Think about that. Think about the <laughs> games they play now. I
1: know that, but think about yeah. the games that we play now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane. No, it's funny. It's funny. is how how uh, the same thing as when you think back in the 80s when they had all these uh where where the Judas priests were held uh, responsible for suicides and uh, they had hearings with the bands and it was it's absurd when you look back at it that. Artist had to go up and testify and uh, talk about the music because, uh, oh, you play this backwards and says, go ahead and kill yourself, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I think, uh, what's his name? Singer of Judas Priest. Help me here. Uh, Rob Halford. Yeah, Rob Halford. I think he said the best thing was that if we can put a backwards message. On our records back then, it would have been buy more of our records because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why would they want the audience to go kill themselves? That's not okay. We want to make money. So so it was it was, it was was crazy times with a was it some PMRMC, or they call the Tip of Gore, and uh, yeah. they were on a, on a holy crusade against the heavy metal music and punk rock. And it, it was insane when they look back And it.
2: Before we...
0: Before we go to another subject, I just am curious on one thing. I don't think it was answered. Um, the movies that were brought in were they all in English or were they um, were they um, dubbed? Yeah, thank you. No, dubbed no. to but Swedish.
1: We we have never dubbed movies in this country unless for, for children children's movies. We have always had uh, the subtitles. Uh, if you compare it to France, Germany, and Italy and Spain who almost always dubbed their movies, we have always had with the subtitles here. And uh, I think that's that's a blessing because I, I can't handle uh, – I don't want to watch uh, Evil Dead in German. No. <laughs> well, maybe I won't, but, but, but I have to be very drunk and have it as a fun yeah. thing to watch. because No, it was always um, an original uh, um, language, so
0: that's if- cool. The last movie I saw, well, I think it was the yeah, the last movie I saw before the pandemic in 2019 – 2020, this year. Sorry, um, was Parasite, and that that's a Korean film, and that was yeah, uh, it was in my person in my local theaters for like three or four days. I told my wife, I'm like she she was newly we just had a new infant. And I'm like, you know what, I have to see this movie. Huh? <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me, but uh, it was. Amazing, and if it was dubbed, it really yeah. would have taken a lot of the character tone and just everything out of it. Yeah. It would have sucked yeah. it solo, in my opinion. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but I don't like movies yeah, that are dubbed. I like I
1: like I like the subtitles, and if you yes. have that whole life, you're you're used to it. You watch it as you read it, and is it in English? I often listen more, but uh, if it's Asian movies, I I, I have subtitles. But that was funny because I started to watch. Uh, you want Origins today on um, Netflix. They're um, serious. They, 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 they've got released release here today. But I was, I was a bit... I started watching it as I see the work. I usually have a movie in the background. And I, I was thinking, shit, this is bad. Damn, this is so bad. Why is it so bad? And then I, for some reason the, they uh, start with the English dubbed version. So you have to change it to the original language. Because the English English uh, version is uh, the first choice, and uh, when I switched that over, it became so much better because the dubbing was really crap on it, and uh, it doesn't work. So, so uh, of course, do it original, I think.
2: Yeah, yes. I would jump on that as a third as well, Pat. You said like, you know, it kind of sucks the soul out of the performance. I I would definitely agree with that um because, you know, it's certainly not just the words that are coming out of the uh actor's mouths. It's it's the way they emote. And if you've ever watched, you know, a dubbed version, it's it, it, any version I've ever seen just seems like whoever did the the, the voiceover is just there for the paycheck. You know, they're, they're reading it with <laughs> no, no punctuation, no, you know, no. It, it sounds like, you know, a second grader reading it.
1: They have to be as big uh, actors as the one on the screen, I think, to, to pull it off, because there is so much in it. It's like, I remember Mad Max, the first one was um, banned in this country for many years, and... Mm-hmm. Um, when it was released on VHS, uh, eventually, it was the U.S. version, which was dubbed to American English. And that movie, I was thinking, the only one who's not dubbed in that movie is Mel Gibson. But all the other actors had their really bad dubbing on. And in uh, that movie, when I finally got it on, on its original the Australian dialogue, it became so much better because it took so much off. All this bullshitting.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, one one kind of thought that came to my mind when Patrick first asked you if it was in Swedish or dubbed or whatever, um it, it's much more common in Europe for uh children to learn multiple languages. Is that the case in Sweden?
1: Yeah, we 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 teach English in schools from third grade and up. And um uh, I see on uh, my own kid and stuff like they learn so much English thanks to the internet and everything they watch. And, uh, I heard from teachers as well as the, the kids today, they have so much, they learn English so much better than, uh, just 20 years ago when we had no speak and write and everything very good. And, um, but it was mostly English, um, the other European language we 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 learn German if we want to. We can learn Spanish, French in school. I don't know how is it now because it was so long ago <laughs> since I was in school and I wasn't that very interested. Um, but um, I think there's there's um, there's a lot of uh, the, the kids they are really good at especially English nowadays, much because of the internet and. Uh,
2: yeah, and I, I could tell you my experience too, but it's 20 years outdated. I know we don't. Um, uh, well, as of 20 years ago, our public schools would start <coughs> kids in sixth or seventh grade learning a second language, and generally you would choose between Spanish or French. Um, mm. And you know, not n- nothing against French, but it's I-, I feel like there are a lot of other languages that would be generally more useful. Um, maybe I'm thi- Por- Portuguese or Mandarin and anything like that. Mm. Mm. Pat, when did, what, what, what language yeah, did
1: you,
2: you – were... I'm sorry, uh, Edward, go ahead.
1: Excuse me. i have a little bit of the, – the, the cuts a bit here. What, what, what did you say? Excuse me again.
2: Oh, I was going to ask Pat what his experience was learning uh, foreign languages in, in the public schools here.
0: Uh, yeah, so I took Spanish, <laughs> seventh, eighth, and then two years in high school, straight C student, and that was with a little extra help. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm uh, I'm adequate at English. So and I'm terrible at foreign languages.
2: <laughs> and well, and even, I ex- it. even expanding on what I said, I took it uh, six, uh, maybe not six, seventh, eighth. I took three years in high school because I was told that if I took three years, it would uh, complete my college requirement. Turns out that wasn't true, so I also took two semesters in college, and I'm not sure I could, you know, at least writing down, I'm not sure I could string together a complete sentence in Spanish. Uh, I might, you know, crazy. I might be able to ask where the bathroom is if I was stranded yeah, somewhere, yeah. but <laughs> it's a very it's specific way. situation.
1: I, I had a German. I, I learned German in the seventh, eighth, ninth grade, and I, I know I, I can order a beer and I can throw, go tell people, go to hell, and something like that. And that's all. That's all. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. But, but go it's just, to hell, yeah. get me
2: a beer. Uh, what, yeah. what, what, what else would you need?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to take it in a certain order if I want to have a beer. So I have to take it like that.
0: <laughs> did, uh, did Brennan ask you why uh, – not why, how you – Came about your nickname? Not, I'm wording this awful. Look, I told you I'm not good at English. Um, mm-hmm. did Brennan ask you how you got your nickname, Honk?
1: The the Honk. Oh, that's 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 such an old story. I, I'm I'm having a problem remembering it myself. But you know, I think we just... It was some like in the seventh grade, something like that. So it was like, I'm uh, thirty plus years many no it's more 35 years ago and uh, we were just fooling around with stupid nicknames and uh, i think i was first called honken uh with an en on the end because that's a legendary goalie in, in ice hockey here in sweden mm. um for some reason that stuck and then it got shortened and then it was just honk Okay. Or like like a, like a car horn. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just stuck and it's gonna stick. It's gonna be on my frigging gravestone where they it, put it in the ground. It's gonna be honk. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it.
2: Brennan? <laughs> no, we we um initially we had you down as Henrik Honk. Um mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> it it was only in doing research for this episode because we went off your we went off your tw- off your Twitter. Um yeah. and. It was only in doing research for this episode that we said, oh, you know, and, and we didn't want to be rude and, and say, that's kind of a strange surname. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a Swedish thing. Um, you, never uh, hey.
1: you never know. You never know.
2: That's not. So your company name
0: is Monster Boy Creations. At least that's yeah, what you got yeah. on your. That's a cool name. Man. It absolutely applies to what uh, what you do. Where where that name come from?
1: From the beginning, it was Monster Boy Cakes because this came out of doing designer cakes. Uh, I had a little company some oh. um, many years ago. I was doing uh, wedding cakes, cakes for birthdays, and uh, all sort of weird, weird, weird situations. I, I delivered cakes to freaking mobsters and uh, to uh, gay skinhead clubs and uh, all sorts of weird, weird places. But it was real fun times, but uh, it, 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 I couldn't live on it, and uh, I was in a pretty bad place myself, so I, I quit it and um, started up. Uh, always wanted to do something creative, and started this like a uh, sort of a therapy, a relaxation, just for fun thing. And uh, I fell in love with it pretty in the instant. Uh, that was about four years ago. Before that, I haven't hadn't sculpted at all. At all. So I started up with the first one I did was a very sloppy alien, but it caught on and, um, and it caught on and on and on and uh, it, 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 people started to enjoy what I do. Did and uh, I had so much fun with it because I'm not doing commission work. I just have a very whimsical mind. I, I can sit with a piece of clay like this and I, for an hour, what am I going to do? What am I going to do, do? Who does this look like? What the hell? I can do that. And uh, that's what I like about it. I never have a plan. I never have a a method to the madness. I just go with the flow. And so it came from that NBC. I call that Monster Bar uh, Cakes. And um, then when I started making the clay stuff, I "I can't have cakes in this. People were still thinking I was making cakes when I was doing other stuff. So I just changed the C to. The, the cakes to the creations instead. Hmm. So that's okay. pretty much it.
0: That's pretty. So you deliver... <laughs> unless you want to, I'll go on, but you've delivered cakes to mobsters. Uh, is there yeah, any. That was,
1: that was weird situations on lots of vodka, but there were so many, many, many shady situations. You don't, you don't believe that I'm going to. Like you. I did a wedding cake. There was a Nintendo inspired cake that i delivered to they had a wedding on a fucking boat i have to carry this one on a, on a boat and it was <laughs> i was crazy and, um i did one wedding cake that was the bride has decided everything it was a it was one of those with a big um a huge one
0: Columns, it pink think,
1: and, yeah exactly exactly it was she had said everything should be pink and roses and blah 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 and nah, nah. I understood that the groom had nothing to say about this. So I started to think about it and I started asking his friends, hey, can you tell me something about the groom? And they said, yeah, it's a huge Iron Maiden fan. Awesome. So I made a uh, this tiny Eddie head in sugar paste edible. So when everything was in place, I put that little eddy head in there among the roses <laughs> just before they were going to cut the cake. And saw so they stood there and I so saw the the brat just stopped. With a knife, and I thought the groom was a wow, this big smile on his face. And I, yeah, (laughs) gotcha. So, so that was it was really fun times, and people were it was everything from the kitty parties to, um, I did some for some, um, um. Arts uh, opening nights for art shows. Mm. That was cr- sh- crazy shit. They 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 like, what do you want? We want something that is so disgusting and violent, blah blah blah. So, so I was, what do you think about um, um a rotten fetus <laughs> conjoined the twins? Yeah, oh that's God. cool. So I for did one cake? of those cakes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Now, that that got really disgusting, and uh, people, some were really angry about it, and I thought, well, you know, this is punk, my book, this is punk rock, let's go for this, and uh, I wasn't there when it was delivered because I wasn't uh, visiting my sister in Texas, but I made the cake done, frozen it, and then they took it to the show in uh, the next city here in Sweden. And uh, I got some really uh, gnarly pics from the opening night there, when they had this little tiny girl with a big meat cleaver opening up this cake, and it was, I was, it was disgusting. But people ate it, and uh, it made a name
0: for myself.
1: <laughs> why? What why do? is
0: there not a movie after yeah. <laughs> you? <laughs> why is there no biopic after you? I'm serious. I mean, you
1: got to wait till I'm dead or something like that. It's better now. <laughs> I, call it I still got, I still got some shit to do, so we can add. That is well.
0: Do you have so okay? You you said your sister is in or was living in Texas, yeah? Yeah, do you have is she still in the U.S. and do you have any other family? Yeah, but
1: she here? and her husband and the kids and family they moved to uh, Colorado, okay, uh, from Texas. They, they lived in uh, Fort Knox, Fort hmm. Knox, no Fort Worth, Fort Worth. I always had a problem with that, that one. Um, that was a cool place. I, I traveled to some in the U.S. and um. Uh, Texas was good, and uh, I've been a lot on the West Coast. And um, You ever go to the uh, East Coast ever? No, but I want to. I want to go there.
0: That's, uh, uh, yeah, that's I'm, where I'm, you running from.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely want to go that way as well. I have this dream. Since I'm a I'm chef, uh, I work as a chef, uh, of course, it would be so cool to do a coast-to-coast down south and everything and just eat your way through the U.S. because you got so many different cultures all packed in one country and i think that's so cool with the food i love i love it to eat crazy food all over the world so
0: it is and then there's this there's great spots in boston called the north end it's an italian section um yeah (laughs) yeah there's i mean if you were ever in the area i'd suggest a very specific place but it is very densely packed with all these I can't speak for every restaurant, but there's, like, true Italian food there. It's just right. right,
1: Yeah, that is cool. I I lived for a couple of years in Italy when I was a kid. Okay. My dad worked there, and uh, my biggest memory of Italy is absolutely the food. And uh, that pretty much, uh, I think, made me want to be a chef that I also became. Oh, wow.
0: yeah. I I hear that the um the wheat that they use for the pasta there is different. It's better. Uh, it's more easily digestible. I don't know if you know anything about that, but is, is there I anything? El-
1: the, they use a we call a durum wheat. Durum wheat, we call it here. It's a special special more um, high quality wheat. I don't know. It's hard. I, I made pasta myself sometimes and. Homemade pasta is so much better than anything else. Even if you buy fresh pasta, if you do it yourself, it's so much better. And you can choose what flour you want you to use with that one
0: as well. For it's sure. really
1: easy. It is.
0: My, um, my wife, uh, she um, didn't feel so great after eating most pastas. And then we tried gluten-free, and she's like, I don't feel sick. And that was one step in the right direction.
1: All right, right, yeah. That, I, that's a, that can be pretty hard on you if you have a like a problem with gluten and stuff like that just leave it out and you it takes a while before you feel better because the body's got to get used to it but that's that's cool
0: yeah no i'd be um i'm by no means a chef i cook a little bit like i can cook mm-hmm. for my friends and family but i'd be very right. curious to, to try food in italy or other places outside the us have you seen sure. what what's in a lot of the us um, foods uh the ingredients compared to like uh, european um foods or what have you
1: well what i what i noticed a lot in the u.s you have to like my um brother-in-law my sister's husband he is uh, from uh, new mexico from the beginning he, he he knows where to go and what to eat if i come to the u.s without having a guide guiding me i, I would uh, Absolutely end up at sloppy places that wasn't any fun, like uh, franchises and stuff. Because there's a lot of franchises, I think. And uh, and I hate that when you go to a restaurant in there, and then you go to the same restaurant thousand miles that way, and it looks exactly the same, the food tastes exactly the same. What the hell? has got to be a variation here. There's got to be a difference. right? So I, I want to find those little sheds out in the swamp that's hey we got alligator burgers here yeah give me that <laughs> I, I mean i rather i want to i want to find those small little little places where people family-owned businesses that do their own thing and have done so for decades those are the best i think we have a, we have high and low in uh, europe as well we have a lots of cheap fast places where you can get food and but we have lots of good smaller restaurants in Sweden with people who are it's like chef owned places mm. it's not owned by a guy who want to make money but it's owned by a couple of chefs who have brought this together because they really have a passion for food and uh, those places are really really good because those, those, they, they have a pure love and passion for what they do
0: sure you know, I got one more question before uh, Brennan takes over. Is uh, I gotta know, you have eaten literally all over the world. What is the most? It's actually two questions. What's the strangest thing you've eaten, and what's if you can pinpoint one food that you're like, that if I can only eat this, this okay. is it.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's the it. strangest <laughs> one is the the one we have in Sweden called Uh, uh It's like fermented herring. There are lots of fun videos on YouTube of uh, people in Sweden who send uh, those cans to the US to friends it's like a fish and it's it's so the, the cans are bulging because there's so much pressure in it so when you open it it's like like a champagne but it, the smell of it you, you wouldn't believe it people are puking right up and down Wait, how do you spell that? <laughs> it, what's it called the silk so Fermented herring. It's fermented herring. Okay,
0: fermented herring. If you put
1: um, S-U-R Yep. S-T-R Yep. O and that's an O with two dots upon what we call an O straw and after the O you have M-M-I-N-G Okay. So strumming.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs>
2: you yeah. place an order
1: it, for it, that, check Pat. It. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. Check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. I,
2: I'm but. not going to Google it. It sounds horrendous. Um, <laughs> it's, it's horrible.
0: I <laughs> know you've about it
2: already. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. sounds like something
0: that you would have created when you uh, made cakes, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could have done it, but this
1: is so we have we have tried it a couple of times and I mean, we get together with friends and just because somebody had have to be funny all of a sudden there's a can of soda on the table and oh fuck, we have to go with this one again. And um, it is atrocious. It smells so bad and when you open it up it's like a green slimy goo and you can fish up some slimy pieces of fish in it and you you eat it rolled up in a, like a soft bread with the potatoes and cream what is it called um um, uh, Creme fraiche, um, sour cream, and uh, chives and stuff, but it, it is crazy. Check it out on YouTube. You're gonna have a have a holler, a hoot and holler. Oh. They have it. It has been, it has been a, called the smelliest food in the world. You're not allowed to have it on airplanes because the air pressure can make the can explode. And if it does, you have to you have to take that plane down fast. Because it's so fucking bad.
0: <laughs> Weaponized stink bombs. Gotcha. It's so Yeah. yeah.
1: It's so, <laughs> so it's like there's some sort of novel truth. That, that's the weirdest, craziest, the only thing I could eat for the rest of my life. That's a tough one. Um, it probably be called the uh, egg. It's a nice piece of pork with a fat on it that you rub with a uh, sea salt and uh, cumin and put in the oven so the pork is all roasted and good and then we have that with uh, just some roasted potatoes and a good sauce that's one of my
2: favorites mm. so yeah I go with that one mm. it's a nice palate cleanser after the fish
1: <laughs> after the fish yeah the fish is just the entree <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and then coming, you're ready for more
0: I really yeah. like how Henry pronounces words. Like I feel like if me and Brennan tried it, we'd just sound like we're making fun of people and trying to throw up.
2: <laughs> we'd sound like Americans. That's, okay, yeah. We'd sound like douchebag Americans. Happy, happy July 4th. No, I, I, I can live with oh,
1: that. Yeah. Because I'm just <laughs> the douchebag squeeze, so I can, I,
2: I, I can relate <laughs> to everything.
1: I feel at home. I feel at home. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Brennan, so back I, to you, sir. So, Henrik, um, we have been – Patrick mentioned earlier, this is our 21st episode. We've been recording for just shy of three months now, which pretty much coincides with the beginning of the lockdown here. So um, we've had – whether we mean to or not, we've had a lot of conversations about being stuck in quarantine. Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about the Swedish experience with that. Sweden – didn't give a fuck. They stayed open
1: and people are dying <laughs> like crazy. We have a lot, of, like a world record here of people dying, but we stayed open with uh, huge restrictions, of course. I have been home now for a couple of weeks because I've had a cold or something like that. I, I went to test for COVID and I haven't got the results back yet, but I, I'm not allowed to work as long as, but we, we didn't shut down, but we, we have uh, some heavy restrictions. Um, And uh, everybody in Europe hates us now. Uh, Now, when we're opening up, the people are saying everyone is welcome, but no Swedes. (laughs) Oh my God! I got Copenhagen like 40 minutes uh, with train away from here in Denmark, but uh, I can't go there because they don't want to have any Swedes there. If you come from Norway, it's okay. But and uh, if if it was, then again there were were countries that shut down completely over here as well, and. People died like crazy there as well. So it's hard to say what was right or wrong. I, I've spoken to a lot of American friends and I, I sense a lot of frustration and uh, tension and uh, stuff. And, um, people, it, 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 it has been crazy. Um, but I think we have been, we've been pretty much business as usual over here. Our, my, my workplace has stayed open. Uh, we have a limited uh, the amount of customers in the dining room. We have split tables, so we don't have people too close, and uh, lots of science and information. So uh, I think it has been pretty much business as usual, but, uh, mm-hmm. but of course you 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 have the feeling in the air that it, it is very
2: different still. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we are weird. I would speak for uh, that frustration and tension on uh, this side of the pond. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you had mentioned staying in Texas, and Texas is one of those places where they lifted restrictions very early, and now they're seeing a big surge again. Yeah, um, I read that, yeah. Patrick and I are uh, more in the Northeast, and – um we're reopening but we're doing it a lot slower and as such you know mm. our our numbers are definitely a little bit more in line and it's worth noting that uh as we record this it is july 3rd because mm. who the hell knows what it's going to look like when it airs uh whenever yeah. it airs oh this <laughs> but, will be yeah. on next
0: so, next thursday
2: okay yeah um you we'll also mentioned still here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> valid valid uh mm. you also mentioned you know um I forget exact. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but something along the lines of um, we don't we don't know if we did it right or not, and I don't I don't think anybody has that no. answer except maybe New Zealand. Um, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I don't think anybody else has that. It's too early no. to really like. Um,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Set I'm, I'm, that I'm, answer in stone. I have a feeling that this is far from over, uh, unfortunately, and uh, and it's I think. Uh, it's, we have a lot of people criticizing the government and the guys in charge over here, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's about the individual and the responsibilities you, you uh, do with the actions you do. You can't go and uh, blame the government because you, you went to the beach and packed up with 2,000 people and you coughed on each other because mm-hmm. you had a choice there, and I think a lot of people need to just act adult, perhaps, and be responsible. Uh, yeah. I think it'll, it'll be, this too will pass as someone has said, so I think it'll be okay.
2: Yeah. Are um, people willing to wear masks when they go out over there? Not very,
1: not very much. Not wow. very much. No, no. Um, we, we've had a lot of people dying and, uh, most of those has been, uh, elderly and sick, uh, as it has been all over the world. And, um, that is, Really unfortunate, and um, that sucks. And um, I think the I don't really know yet. It's hard to say what what was wrong with right where were we going this. So
2: we'll see in the end. Yeah, that's depressing. Let's make a hard right turn. Um, Yes, please. (laughs) Henrik, you, you, you mentioned earlier an affinity for uh, punk rock. And for those people yeah. who are just listening to audio of this, it's worth uh, noting that Henrik's uh, rocking a black flag shirt. Um, Keith Morris oh, inspired, of course, not, yeah. not anyone else. Um, no, we're not,
1: we're not going to talk about that.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. We're in agreement. Um, and you have uh, been in punk rock bands as a, as a vocalist. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, w-
2: I want to hear about that.
1: Uh, I started singing in bands when I was like 16, 17 years old. I think one of the first bands we had was called Lab Rats. That was a really, really sloppy, bad punk band. We rehearsed a lot, but we never played any music. We, we drank a whole lot of wine. and was really drunk, so it was <laughs> some sort of punk rock. Then we started a band called <sighs> Mr. Cuntstruck and His Walking Abortions. And that, that one was a flop as well because the... That, that name didn't fly and then well, then it marketable. started
2: what? it's not marketable <laughs> no not very much on
1: and on i, I sang we sang with so many different bands and um the last one i sang with uh, the southern hostiles was more like um one promoter called it chaos country or the clash meets cash we had a um, a pretty more approachable thing going on, but really fun. And we released the record and we did a whole, whole lot of touring in Sweden. And, um, but then and then we didn't have time for it, unfortunately. All of us uh, were getting kids and stuff like that. So we we, we had to shut it down. And, and, and I felt also as I turned 50 last year, I don't want to be that old guy on stage that you... Remember when you were young yourself, and you're what the hell is that? Go home. Go home. Go and retire. You old thork. You don't belong here. Because I, I felt like ah, that can be so pathetic, you know. And you have seen so many reunion shows with bands like, what the hell is a grandpa doing here? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and when your favorite punk bands go on tour to celebrate the 40th anniversary of a record, I feel like there's something wrong here. I mean... Goodness gracious you guys are old that's okay to be old but don't try to be pretend to be young Give us new good bands instead but um, but it was it was a, it was a fun trip we, we had lots of funny things we through the years opened for great bands like uh, Nashville Pussy uh, Tubonenego one of my absolute favorite bands uh, Norwegian crazy guys uh bob log the third and yeah yeah lots of fun bands and it was crazy times and it was fun but it's it was time consuming i mean you you spent a whole day in a car then you did a show for 30 minutes and then you spend another whole day in a car to go home again and you you were were really wrecked and you had to work the rest of the week so but it was fun times uh, absolutely really fun times but um I'm I'm, I'm done with it, and I'm pretty happy with it, and I'm happy with the trip it took, and we never got famous. We always were in debt. We never made any money, and stuff broke down, and uh, it was chaos at times, but that that was a fun thing. That was a fun thing.
2: Absolutely. Such is the life of a musician. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) I I love the way you described the sound, though, of the uh, Southern Hostiles, because when... When I came across your uh, influences, I mean, you had like suicidal tendencies next to Roy Orbison. You had yeah. Johnny Cash next to the Dead Kennedys. That's a that's a pretty uh, solid variety. <laughs> what do you yeah. what do you like to you know besides the four I just named? What do you like to listen to? I like to listen to a lot of a lot of the
1: guys and girls who can sing. Then I don't give a damn about genre. I can I can. Start the day, will listen to Patsy Klein, and then I go over and listen to um, um, Polystyrene of X Ray Specs. By the way, it's her birthday today. And uh, then uh, go on with Wendy O'Williams if I want to. I mean, as long as the singer is doing his or her job good, and then I listen to it. Uh, Damn, there's so many. Great artists from way back in the 50s, 60s. Who had such an amazing singing voice. Other artists I like outside of the punk genre would be like, yeah, like Elvis, Roy Orbison, um, uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. I love that guy. He he was so horror punk before it even existed. And um, a lot of different uh, some country, more like the album, out- Country with uh, Hank the Third and, uh, and his family and those crazy guys. Uh, um, so it's a very mixed bag. Even some old-school hip-hop, uh, absolutely. And, and um, lots of misfits uh, I listen to. Now we're talking about misfits with Glenn on vocals, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and... Um, some uh, i'm not very much into heavy metal but some of the old old hard uh, old black sabbath god damn that's so good and it's so heavy still and uh, and you can r- really listen to that music and understand how how it could influence so much as it as it did and also the almost like Iggy pop mc5 uh, stuff like that the hmm. that raw raw sound if the sonics or blue Chair, rocky Erickson, um, people who sang from the heart and uh, did it well, uh, honest music. And then, 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 as long as it is that, I don't, I don't really give a damn about genre. I want, I want it to be for real. Then, then I dig it
2: absolutely. That is such a good answer, and I love how even <laughs> though you're. Uh, yeah, the, all the people you named, and if I had to put a number on, I'd say you probably named like 25, 30 people. Um, span decades and decades and decades. Mm-hmm. You specifically mentioned 50s and 60s. Um, yeah. and, and what, you know, especially with the focus on the vocals, what I love about that mm-hmm. is. There's no covering it up. Like what what you hear is is what that person was capable of. Yeah, and I'm not even yeah. necessarily talking about auto tune, but even just mm. you know the the way that recording changes. Uh, e- probably mostly in the 70s, but even a little mm. before that. Um, I um I've mentioned on the show before. My my day job is I teach elementary music to uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. Yeah. Well, wow. yes, but um, my favorite singer of all time is Billie Holiday, for the exact wow. reasons that oh. you, you pinned down. And I will tell you that the average 10-year-old does not give a shit about that. And I've tried. I've tried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's, there's an I honor in explain. trying. What, yeah, yeah we, 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 exactly. you got to keep trying. Just beat it into we'll them. Yeah. Billy Holiday and nothing
2: stop. else. He, he says he won't, says he won't stop. stop. You know how socially <laughs> important, you know, her her vocals, I can tell them how important, especially now, Strange Fruit is, and yeah, I can oh my tell God, them That, how, song, that you know, song talented she was with that yeah. one-octave range, yeah. They, yeah. they don't care. No, that's that's, they just, that's too sad, just sad. because just asked me to play Old Town Road. As I said, as you said
1: uh, uh, that song is uh, as important as ever today, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill holiday. yeah, that, that's uh, that's absolutely amazing vocal voice. That, yeah, you know, I
2: mean, and, I would put it out there, uh, that Strange Fruit and uh, Don't Explain, I mean, those are two of the most gorgeous songs ever mm-hmm. ever put to tape, so... That's, that's, that's true,
1: absolutely. One so, other, I uh, have us, uh, like a patron saint at home is uh, Hank Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, that guy, what was he 29 when he died? And The body of work he managed to squeeze out during that time, as well as being a raging alcoholic and pill popper, is is crazy. That was like genius, and um, he he beat the 27 Club with two years. But he, he he there was so much crazy good songs he did back then. I think so. He he was. He's also been a huge
2: influence on me.
0: You know, I'm just going to throw my favorite singer, because I think it applies here. Um, it's yeah. not punk rock, but it's in the same realm of we don't give a fuck, we're going to kick ass. My favorite singer is Robert Plant, and my favorite band's Led Zeppelin. Because those guys, uh-huh. you talk about changing music, the technical aspect yeah, of yeah. it. Jimmy Page yeah. is one of the the founders of, like, all right, we're going to change shit up. And they did yeah, a damn yeah. good
2: job at
0: it.
1: Yeah, absolute. absolutely. I mean, their, their, their stuff is legendary. Both the music and the romantics, the stuff they did just as compared with the the Who or the Queen, Queen or anything like that. Like that's another one I I can I don't I don't like Queen, but I can listen to it because the Freddie Mercury's voice, goddamn it was so amazing, and of course it's catching and you can uh, dig it, but it's not, absolutely not my cup of tea. But, but I can, if I hear Fred Mercury on the radio, just like, listen to this, because hmm. no one's ever going to sing like that again. No way. He, he he was amazing. So yeah, so um, that's that's like you, you can. I don't want to be like like this. No, I'm only going to listen to punk rock. I'm going to listen blah blah blah. No give me fun music to listen to. I listen mostly to punk rock, rock and very poppy punk rock, like uh, the dwarves, um, teenage bottle rockets and the queers and stuff like that. And because it makes me happy and it's fun to listen to. And I don't listen very much to those as crust punk. The ones that <laughs> yeah, Okay. Yeah, I can, I can drink to that. So <laughs> um but I want, I want to rock and roll in my punks. So super soccer that. I, I like
0: that a lot. Is it fair to say? Because I don't know honestly. One of my other favorite bands from the 60s, also from the UK, is uh, The Who. Is it f- it's fair to say they're like punk rock, right?
2: I think they
1: absolutely they just like the Sonics did over in the US. They they were ahead of their time. It was, the music was so fucking loud and raw, and they they were. Really, really Good and crack up that as if you compare the Beatles to the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones were were pretty rough back in the day as well. Right. And they should have quit sometime, I think, perhaps. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I love early Rolling Stones. That, that that's 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 some raw rock and roll pick out there in blues. Yep. It's really good actually. Um so, there's
0: this well, There's this one story I heard about when the Who and Led Zeppelin's drummers uh, who's uh, drummer Keith Moon, Led Zeppelin's drummer um, John Bonham, when they hung out one night, both well known for being super big alcoholics, and um, yeah.
1: That's I a just, drummer.
0: yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I guess I guess I fit the bill because I'm a drummer. But uh, <laughs> um, so I guess long story short, uh, they did some damage to a hotel room, got rowdy, just got sloshed together. I would have liked to be a fly in that room just to see what it, yeah. they did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have – oh, they should make a movie about that night only. Oh. <laughs> because that, that, that would be – Damn, I want to see budget. that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but maybe not. I try to watch that movie they made out of dirt, The not the crew. But I, I shut it off after a while because I think the book is entertaining. And I, I can say that – Motor is absolutely not my cup of tea at all. I don't like, I don't like the guys. I don't like the music. I don't like the band. <laughs> That's my my opinion. But the book is very entertaining as uh, catching that era, and there's so many funny people popping up uh, in it as well. But uh, I don't, I didn't get that the movie version they did of it. It's a hard book to do hmm. a the movie of, I think
0: you but, know uh, what. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, I, I just uh, read recently they're going to do a, a Lemmy movie. I, I want to know who they're going to put in the lead for that one. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is that the same uh, guy who did the documentary, which is really good, I think, Lemmy, uh, he's going to direct it, I understand. And uh, a lot of the people um, involved with the motorhead are going to be in the production and uh, stuff like that. So maybe it can turn out well, but I, I can... I know that Lemmy said in an interview himself when they asked him who they wanted him to play him in a movie. I think his reply was Ah, oh, forget it. But it was like something stupid like uh, some supermodel, hot supermodel at the time, and, and I don't think that will be manageable. But um but it, it can be interesting if it's done well. So yeah. I think the, the the Queen movie was pretty Pretty cute, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was it was it was, it was really entertaining, and I understand they sugar coated a whole lot of the whole story, of course. But it was it was a it was a, it was like a little cute tribute to uh, to the whole thing, and uh, I thought it had some it had some good good scenes in it as well.
2: It I really d- I didn't watch it. I really um I enjoy the biopics <clears throat> if I know that the actor or actress loses themselves in the role like so much Absolutely. that they. Yeah. learn to uh the, mimic the the um mm. musicians um tones and and musicianship uh like I thought joaquin phoenix in uh walk the line I thought he was fabulous yeah. I love Absolutely. that movie and I think
1: um, Val Kilmer in the doors I think he, mm. sang, he sang he's sang he's he's a really good singer and uh, I think he sang sang himself uh, for that one as well that, that that is cool if they totally go in for it just yeah. like um uh, what's he what's he called uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective that guy what, um, the, Jim Carrey oh, uh, Jim Carrey well, he Man did, on he the was Moon right Andy Kaufman yeah uh, yep. have you seen that documentary they did on that when he I was not, playing nope. Man in the Moon oh my god that is crazy you gotta watch it they the, they did a documentary while making Man in the Moon and, uh, I don't know which, uh, company it was. They said, no, no, no way. Put this in a vault. No one's ever going to see this. And then now, uh, while uh, many years later, they, they did actually release it. And that's, and it's crazy because he, he's, he, he gets possessed by Andy Kaufman. Um, I Minus mean, Forman can talk to him if he says, hey, Jim, he won't listen so I say, Okay, Andy, yes. And he, he's <laughs> totally into that. And uh, it, it, is, it is almost creepy because – <laughs> but it's very interesting to see how he, very – yeah, totally like a maniac. He, he embraces this and he, he, he goes all the way into it. It's like he, he starts to fight all – all the enemies of Andy Kaufman. <laughs> what the hell, you Jim Carrey? No, he's spitting on people and stuff like that. And I think that is really fascinating. People who can totally do that method thing and go all the way in, and that is cool. That's cool.
2: And, and he did the same exact thing on The Grinch too, which is <laughs> yes. very different. But, um he, he the, when he was in the makeup he refused to break character and I I oh guess they God. had to call it French. I don't I I won't go deep on that one. I know <laughs> did that he, he I w did. I
1: wanna see a documentary on that as well. Right? That did did you
0: guys see the third blade movie? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was that was I'm not, not very very I'm sad. not bragging about it. I like the first no, I, two. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I
1: think I saw them we were doing like a marathon and we watched all three and then yep. we came to the third one and we were like after that one I said, nah, we shouldn't have watched this one <laughs> because that one sucked the first two are really good I think
0: I bring it up because Patton Oswalt talks in an interview how uh, Wesley Snipes would only reply to Blade and he was being very like in character in a weird way on set <laughs>
2: That's not necessarily the same as method acting, though. That's just no, Wesley Snipes being a little odd. <laughs>
1: that's be. Wesley Snipes being Wesley Snipes, correct. Yeah. What the about other uh, one, Jack
0: Nicholson? Oh. Would be uh, another method actor, I would think, to some degree.
1: Mm, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And, uh, I'm thinking of Robert De Niro, what he did in like Raging Bull, and um, um, Cape Fear, and uh, how he... As uh, Christian Bale did... Uh, what's it called the machinist or what the one who just starved yeah. himself uh, that was crazy the way he, and after that he did batman And i mean god damn you, your body's gonna be so worn out of that well, <laughs> it's very then fascinating. he
2: lost all the weight again to do the fighter um and yeah uh, <laughs> actually you know what's funny is he's he's somebody who came to mind for uh who could play lemmy um yeah i he could go I, I all okay yeah, I couldn't think of a better person. That doesn't mean he's the best, but he's definitely somebody who could commit to that role. That's um, interesting.
1: Yeah, I can absolutely, absolutely. That, that well, we're is, sort of and on then it. Let the I, makeup department do the rest, I
2: think. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I, would sort of, I, I would throw uh, Jamie Foxx doing Ray Charles into that conversation of people who were really able to own that role and become that mm-hmm. musician. That is cool. That is cool. Absolutely.
0: I heard yeah. Jamie Fox was supposed to play Spawn in the Spawn remake, but now he's yeah. not. I, he's I'm, not a, I'm, curious, I'm curious if either one of you have heard anything about that, because I want to see him play Spawn. But they're actually making a, a new Spawn movie. They are? I, I, yeah. Last I read about it was that he dropped out. I don't know if that's oh. accurate. I'm just curious if you guys are... It's I feel like it's horror related. Yeah.
1: It's going uh, yeah. We have to wait and see what's gonna happen there.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Now, I, I just wanted to mention. Uh, sorry, going back to before we go off this uh, again, two Swedish bands that I'm a big fan of, and one that I've been a fan of since I was a kid, In Flames, heavy metal, and then Hammerfall. I'm curious if you like either one of them.
1: Uh, n- not. So much. <laughs> I, 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 I have the deepest respect for them because I know that Swedish musicians, in, in the, especially in the heavy metal and um, that scene, are really, really good. And uh, they do. Uh, I understand uh, that the, the death metal, Swedish death metal, has been uh, pretty well looked upon over the world with um, lots of good bands. But not really, not, not really my cup of tea. But I have lots of friends who listen to it, so I had to. I have to go with them at times to watch hmm. it and uh, enjoy it. I don't, I don't, I don't die if I listen to it, but it's <laughs> nothing I put on the first thing in the morning either. So <laughs> there you go. Um,
0: you know what? Now let's uh go back to I guess the main chunk of this conversation would be you as a sculptor. Um, yeah. So you're in Sweden. Were you born and raised in Sweden? Yes, I was That's born
1: in this city. Summer of 69.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah, I, I could say that I got my first real sixth string, but I'm going to shut up about that because <laughs> Brian Adams isn't really my <laughs> biggest cup of tea. I'm sorry, I'm a bit tired. It's late. Nah, yeah.
0: he, he, he's not, uh, I don't think he's really anyone, so even Canada. He's uh, a Canadian, yeah, he is, yeah. They disown (laughs) me. I see a lot of Alien, Jaws, and Hellraiser inspired sculptures. Yeah. Is it fair to say that those are kind of like three of your favorite series or films?
1: Absolutely. Jaws and Alien, totally. Uh, Those two, I always return to those because there's so much left to do with them, and so much uh, you can do, so much free stuff on them, explore. And, um, I had a, a little bit of a period when I did a lot of Hellraiser stuff, and then then and then I got so tired of doing uh, pinhead because, like, putting 75 nails in the head of a skull, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit boring. But, uh, they usually come up pretty well. But mostly it is, the emphasis is on the uh, 80s practical effects era with, uh, like I said, a thing, and, and all the different boogeymen we have there with Jason, Pinhead, uh, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, of course. I've done mm-hmm. a lot. So it's a lot, a lot of the 80s, 80s uh, horror stuff. I think I focus on the stuff that I grew up in. And I love. So it's pretty much that one.
0: Yeah, two of my uh, two that I really like that you did. I was checking out your Etsy shop. Is the Crypt Re- uh, the I can't talk, the Crypt Keeper and Frank yeah. the Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, from Donnie Darko, um, they are pretty goddamn good, man. Like, I thank you very much. Thank it's you. It's like top notch stuff. I love, I've, I love watching your videos. Um, it's really interesting just kind of watching the process because I don't have any friends that do that. I don't do it, so it's it Yeah,
1: I think it's pretty fun because it also it gets great feedback and it's fun and the best feedback you can. Can ever get is that people say, "Wow, you inspire me." I think that is the best. That is such an honor to hear that. Sure, this little thing I do here by the kitchen table over here in Sweden, that someone on the other side of the planet saying that, that shit you're doing there, that that inspires me to go out and get it, play and start working, and that is so big to hear, and that is so great to hear. So I try, I try to keep them up uh, the videos. It's uh, as often as I can. because it's, it's, it's fun also for me to watch Watch, uh, uh, I see so much you sit and look at a thing like I'm working on a, being really frustrated with um, Hannibal Lecter I'm working on and, uh, that is and cool. you look at it and it's oh that looks good and then I take a picture of it and I look at the picture but what the fuck is this I've been doing you look at it in so different ways so filming and taking pictures is something I do during the process, much for myself as well, because you look at the uh, look at an object a different way on a screen than they look mm. at it in, in real life. So I try to try to make it so.
0: My favorite one that I see in your shop is a Moby Dick uh, shot glass tray where there's um yeah, a, yeah. I don't know what you use for harpoons, but it's it's super just it's ugly in the sense where because that's you know. What humans did—it's an ugly act to harp. You're throwing spears in a huge, gen- gentle it creature. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it it, I like
1: it, that one. I, I love, I love Moby Dick and the old, uh, old, old movie. And, and I really dig that. And the effects in that one is really still very amazing. And, and it is, it is a crazy thing to do. Well, a little boat and throw spears at it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sure is. <laughs> did, did you see the movie um, in the heart of the sea? It's a story about. Mm. Um, yeah, you saw that? Um,
1: yeah, about uh, how we came, came to write the book, or was it that that was about Millville and. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I can't <clears throat> remember it now. I liked it. I liked it.
0: It, okay. It's about a young Melville where he yeah. um, goes to the captain that experienced the actual story and he pays him yeah. um, so he can hear the story and eventually write yeah. it. I don't know if that actually happened. Uh, I should have looked. But it, it's yeah. a good story, so so why not? Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like. It. I have to rewatch
1: that. I can't really remember it now, but I have a sort of a fascination to *Moby Dick* that I think is pretty much connected to *Jaws* because they there are some. Big similarities in those movies.
0: And uh, uh, yeah, uh, Spider Spider Man's in that movie. Tom Holland S- and uh, so is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, he's one of the main characters. Fun, Fun, fact. Those two Fun fact. take uh The movies Jaws the yeah. book takes place in Jersey, down in the area where I live now. But where I'm from originally, um, my put my father's parents retired in the Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard where jaws the film takes place yeah is there so that and in the heart of the sea uh which takes place in uh, i think in bedford massachusetts they, they're both in massachusetts uh it's nice, nice. yeah horror is very there's a lot of mm. popular horror films and books based in mass and it's uh it's worth going there man one day yeah. if you're into nah, that i have to i have to not to well, mention a lot of lovecraft stuff yeah
1: yeah Providence, that
0: Providence,
1: that, for Island, Yeah. Yep. I saw there were some uh, Lovecraft-based TV shows coming to HBO. Have you heard about that one? It was called Is There? Yeah, yes. it looked really, really good. Uh, the trailer for
2: it. Um, I,
1: I believe it's
2: called it Lovecraft Country, maybe. Yeah. and yeah, it's, it's based like that. on a book, and I can't remember the author's name, mm. um, but. Oh gosh, I, I I can't remember anything about it. I don't want to speak out of turn on that, but no, no. um, but, it definitely uh, looked interesting.
1: Absolutely, I recommend you find the find a trailer and take a look at that because
0: I I thought it looked really interesting. It says it's by Matt Ruff. I don't know
2: who that is. That's right. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, and I actually had we're kind of a. Uh, Coming close to the end of this episode, so I wanted to ask what is your favorite sculpture that you've made, if that's possible to answer?
1: That's a tough one. I I did one, something that is really hard to catch is a r- real actor, so to say, without the makeup. And uh, like I'm struggling with Sir Anthony Hopkins here, but I did one Nosferatu, the Klaus Kinski version, that came out. So freaking! I was so happy with how that one came out, and uh, so that that I surprised myself with that that one. But also some some big alien stuff I done, and uh, the thing um, the Norris head on the thing I I'm really happy with those, and uh, pretty much all of it. Because if I'm not happy with it, it goes into the closet. I won't (laughs) sell it because I, I don't want to sell anything that I'm not Happy with myself, I, I wouldn't do that because I have to be satisfied and feel that I'm I'm selling something that I'm proud of and I feel like I did my best on. But uh, but that Klaus Kinski guy, I felt like, damn, I peaked. <laughs> no no no, I'm screwed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no no I'm not. I'm going I'm, I'm going to make minimal many, many monsters and I am making
0: minimal monsters just as we speak. Sure um you know what brendan if you got any final things to say man go for it uh
2: yeah actually so you um you sell your sculptures through your etsy shop which we will uh patrick i believe it's possible to put a link to that in the show notes once this goes live yeah yeah Uh, yeah and you said that's next thursday i don't actually i don't know what day of the week it is um it's friday um cool six days that will be Um, july 9th 2020 (laughs) Do you, do you also take with
1: commissions? I never take commissions, but I have this, this uh, sort of first dip system uh, I have on, on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And when I show, uh, I started up a new stuff and people ask, wow, uh, I want that one. Okay. I put you top on the list. No strings attached. No money in advance because I believe that's bad luck. Um, and when I'm done with it. I present it to the person who has called for it and I say this will cost this and this and if you like it if you don't like it no hard feelings I pass it on to the next guy and uh, if I don't have a buyer on Twitter or uh, Instagram it it will eventually end up in the Etsy shop so that's the order of things and usually I'm in a really lucky spot because I I do exactly what I want to do and people want it anyway (laughs) So that's that's so cool. That's that's such as so humble, humbling and a sweet situation to be in. And I really, really love that and appreciate that. And people understand that I don't do commissions, and uh, people buy my stuff anyway, and are so far
0: pretty pleased with it. So it's
1: cool. It's really cool.
0: I gotta imagine that there's not a long wait. Like you, I've seen your stuff, man. I've been following you on Twitter. I it feels like it's been a year. I, I don't know exactly, but um, everything you make is top-notch. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I know they go popular. Some of your videos get pretty high hits. I've noticed that they I become… noticed
1: that as well. I've been a bit surprised. And I had a really good going on Instagram Mm. Up to a couple of months ago, when my old account was hijacked and I had to report it for identity theft, and they mm. shut it down, and I lost about four thousand followers and uh, seven thousand pictures from projects and stuff like that. But I'm mm. I'm not gonna bitch about that. I started a new account and I'm working on that one, and uh, and I can get. It is. I, I'm honored because it's it's so cool to have those. Uh, uh those uh, lots of people viewing and commenting and uh, very often very sweet feedback and people are very kind
0: i like that a lot Sh- sure um henrik i i think that uh i wish i had more questions man but you, everything you said feels like it's been dense in the sense where i didn't realize we'd talk about all this cool shit i need to see a movie based off of you or read a book about you <laughs> And I can, I know, that, uh,
2: <laughs> can I yeah, that? Can be that? Can I focused on the cake stuff? Of course. <laughs>
1: yeah, focus on the cake stuff. I, I, I'm gonna.
2: I don't know. I did for. I did a
1: one of my the post that got most hits and uh, what do you say uh, retweets uh, was the one with a rotten uh, uh, chicken cake. I did. I don't know if you. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a. a rep- I'm gonna do a. A rerun of that one in the coming days you're gonna see that one because that one that got so many hits it was crazy and i was called all all sorts of nasty things and i just said yes yes that's all true
0: isn't that, isn't <laughs> yeah. that funny though like you're just making a cake and you're it's wow that's a really thin uh thin skin that some people have apparently yeah yeah
1: but but uh, that's that's a cool thing because <laughs> i I think Jello Biafra said it best one time. I have a, rather have a person in the audience throw a share at me than no reaction at all, because there's nothing more dull than nothing, no feedback at all. The the I I'm I'm blessed with very sweet feedback and very nice followers who are very kind and very supportive. So I I I can't complain. Uh, it's really it's it's so fucking cool to put it that way. So that's it.
0: Speaking of fun, I can, I can
1: tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing though, before we're going to shut down this. Sure. I often get requests for. Yeah, I say I never do commissions, but people can request me because I can get inspired and they throw out a monster I have never made. And I go, hmm, well, wait a minute, I can try that one out perhaps. And then I'll return it to you first if I ever do it. So not a commission per se, but I I, I can get inspired by people's But uh, well, there's one monster I will never make, and that hurts me a little bit because it's a really cool monster. It's a really cool design, and that is um, deepest Creepers. People have, uh, have asked about doing that one, and it's a really cool monster, and the design is really cool, but just because of the guy, Victor Salva, who did the movies and what he did, out of respect of uh, his victims, I will never do it because uh, I would feel like I would profit from a guy who actually is a convicted pedophile, and that's where I draw the line. But rotten that's chickens and stuff like that. But it, it's a shame because all respect to the make, makeup effects team and everything because it's a really cool monster. But nah, sorry, I'd rather do ten Jason. With a machete in his face instead. That's cool. I
0: mean, that's admirable. Uh, that's pretty awesome because fuck that guy forever, right up the yeah. ass.
1: I don't know. They, they're talking about the fourth one now, and I don't understand what the hell doing. Yeah,
0: why? Doing.
1: Why? Why? I, I had to read up some about that guy, and I was a little bit depressed hearing that a lot of people in the industry uh, helped him with a parole and stuff like that. Like people like. Uh, um, what's his name? I'm so bad at names right now. But uh, there's some pretty big movie directors who who stood up for him, and that's that's fucked. I don't I don't that sort of crime. I don't believe that you can ever pay off because you will always have a victim that will suffer forever. So uh, I'm sorry, you can say, oh, I did five years for that, and now. Uh, no, not in my that, book, my friend. I, I would chase it to yeah. the end of the world if I was involved with that.
2: Agree, yeah. and in my in my book, that's not that can't be attributed to a lapse in judgment.
1: No, you know, no. Th- to a bad absolutely. night
2: or something like that. No, no, that absolutely. Th-
1: this was a pretty mm, not just one isolated incident either, but I understand of it, and uh, I think that's yeah. Uh, oh. uh, to, to, to
2: echo a Excuse to me. echo Patrick, I think uh, your your stance on uh, crafting that, on sculpting that, I think that's admirable, and I agree with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right on there.
0: It, it, it's, for me, that's the worst thing any human could do. I don't give a yeah. shit if you're in jail, or prison, or whatever, for 90 years. Um, mm-hmm. I I have a very <laughs> I, I, I hope all those people get tortured. I don't fucking like them.
1: Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. That that those sort of things would do. You, you mess up a person's life forever. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that there can be any, any, any punishment that can fit that crime at all.
0: No. Um,
1: yeah. Well, I can think of some some stuff, but that's that's that's. Then I would really end up in jail myself, I guess. To it's turn
0: totally this into it. a, because uh, we're ending, so I probably yeah. don't want to end on that note. On a positive note, I'd like to say, um, based off of that conversation, children are pure innocence, and um, it's something that. I don't know how to make this
2: better. God damn it. <laughs> Take over, of buddy. Children are pure innocence. The children are our future. Um, and <laughs> where can people follow you? <laughs> Good segue. Fucking brilliant. Ago.
0: Yeah. Where can people
1: follow me? Yeah. I will not give out my home address yet. of that... <laughs> Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, but. but uh, just tell us
0: after uh, we're done recording.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, I, will uh, I, I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. That's pretty much it. I had what is your a Facebook page. Oh, excuse me.
0: What is your Twitter handle?
1: My Twitter handle is. i got to check that out because I'm. Uh, <clears throat> it's at RexHonk. R e x h o n k. You got this. If you're gonna be a honk, you got to be King Honk. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the Twitter handle, and um, the Instagram is Henrik Honk in one word.
0: That's just that name makes me. I'm not making fun of you, but Honk. That's such <laughs> a funny name. <laughs> I'm so happy that's not your last name <laughs> No, I, mean, I, I, that,
1: wasn't, I, I, I can tell you a quick story when I was young and in London and I was r- really very drunk and uh, there was a person who asked me what's your name and I said honk and I said, honk <laughs> and I stood up to her and I screamed in her face yeah honk honk like move up <laughs> motherfucker And I, I was, that was a bad night but <laughs> well, my did friend you get was in a fight me. after that no, they were just looking at me like, "Yeah, we we, we move, we're moving over like three blocks over there, and you can be here." So, but it, it was it was it was it was just a little little story yeah. about that name.
2: And there's the positive ending we were looking for. I mean yes. we te- we we tend to be boring in labeling our episodes. We, we we tell people who they're going to be hearing, but if we came up with creative names, it would definitely be a draw between honk honk motherfucker and if you're gonna be a honk, you gotta be the king honk.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it very much. It's has been so much fun talking to you guys. And um I hope you have a Fantastic Fourth of July tomorrow and a uh, safe one and uh, not too many people coughing on you and stuff like that. And uh, thank you so very much for having me. It's been Thanks
0: fantastic fun. Thanks for being fun. here,
1: man. My yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: pleasure. You've been a blast. Dude, everything. It just seems like it's a fucking movie.
2: <laughs> Your life is <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's <laughs> so fun. Far. I'll echo that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Henrik, it's been a pleasure Everybody follow him, go on the uh, show notes to see his Etsy store, check out his cool shit Motherfucker, honk honk, later
1: (laughs) Thank you, take care
0: We are in your mind
1: We are all around You are now meeting Deadhead Space Honk honk, like move (laughs) over Motherfucker